What's up, everybody? It's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mash, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoying yourselves out there. Hope y'all having a great day or a great night wherever you're at. And I love each and every one of y'all. 2023 is starting off great for me. I hope it's starting off great for y'all too. And I hope y'all enjoy yourselves out there, whether you're traveling, working hard, or just chilling and vibing with your boy, you feel me? And today is like no other day. I got a banger podcast episode for y'all today. And it's <laughs> it's about what's happening with WWE and what what Vince is doing. And um yeah, it's it's just it's I hope. I hope is I hope it's a good turn of events for WWE, but it's not. I'm still gonna talk about it. So, um, like I said, I got a great episode for y'all today. So you already know how this thing goes. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, grab somewhere comfortable to sit, and let's get right into today's episode. So the first one on the list we talking about is is uh, Vince possibly selling to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. So selling, you know, WWE to them. Um. So the whole thing with WWE selling with well, well, Vince selling WWE is probably to get someone else to look after it. You know, while he's fully retired, retired. You know, whatever he gets to that point where he actually retires. When technically he did call his announcement a couple months back and say, "Yo, I'm done with WWE. I don't want another part of it because of his allegations that I brought up against him." So. Had to quit, had to drop down from every single position, and then came back and then he basically said, if if I don't get my way, coming back to the company, I'm going to do everything in my power to, for this shit to fucking sink. And they forced it, they forced it back in, even though they wanted to, as soon as some people, as soon as he came in, some people said, fuck it, he coming back, now I don't want nothing to do with him, if he's here, I'm, I'm gone, which they did. But, um, the whole thing with him selling WWE is crazy, which I thought he was going to sell it to basically his daughter and his, you know, son-in-law, but that didn't happen, which obviously they're they're basically perfectly okay with them running it because they have, they haven't just, they just took nothing but like literally straight W's. So I don't know what's the problem with selling to your son and to your son-in-law and your daughter, but okay. So, um, there is a couple people in mind that they're going to sell to, and I'm, you know, going to break this down here of who, or who, like, which, which companies, you know, he had lined up to sell WWE to. So, he had, um, WME Endeavor, he had Comcast, NBC Universal, who was also, um, owned by Comcast, and Disney. So, and also, and also Saudi. So, those are the ones that he, you know, that the company had lined up for. And I'm going to break down each one why I feel like it's either a good thing or a bad thing. First thing, Saudi Arabia. Don't get me wrong. Culture, fire. People, fire. Every time they host something in Saudi Arabia, it's fire. Come on, except for that one time that we don't talk about, you feel me? But most of the shows that WWE hosts in Saudi Arabia, like in Crown Jewel, most of them are fire. I'm not going to hold you. Most of them are fire. The problem is with Saudi Arabia is it's 
it's the women division. That's going to be the problem. That's basically the main problem. That and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That's going to be the main problem. Because, one, you know how strong Sami is. And you already know how strong the bloodline is. And for him not showing up, that's going to that's gonna hurt a lot. Because everybody wants, you know, everybody's going to be saying, Sammy, 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 Sammy. And he ain't going to be there because why? He can't go into the country because of reasons. Like, probably, uh, like, I think it was religious reasons, I think. I'm not sure. People can, you know, light me on that. But I think it's religious reasons why he can't come into the country. Kevin Owens, I heard it's something else. I'm not sure what it exactly was, but I heard it was something else. And then for the women... Um, obviously, because of the way they dress, because, you know, in, you know, in Saudi, in Saudi Arabia, in, for their laws, is, you know, can't wear anything too revealing, you know, or it's big, big a big trouble, big no-no. And obviously, it's, it's obviously, there's nothing wrong with what they're wearing in Saudi. Don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff they have in Saudi for the, for, for the women is fire, in my opinion. I, I feel like the choices designs is fire for me, but it's Saudi Arabia, so you got to buy by their rules, you feel me? But... Like, I don't know. In Saudi Arabia, I, I don't think, no, like, I think a lot of people will hate it, but I think some people won't really hate it because the fan base is huge in Saudi Arabia. Don't get me wrong. Everybody, you know, in Saudi Arabia is a huge fan of, you know, every single wrestler on that list. Don't get me wrong. And we already know how, you know, the fan base is in the love and everything. Like, like I love that about Saudi Arabia, but, like, honestly, and people saying, oh, Saudi Arabia being in, um, in like, like WrestleMania being Saudi Arabia and all that stuff. I don't think that will happen. Let's, let's be, let's be completely honest. I don't think WrestleMania can actually happen in Saudi Arabia unless WWE wants to push it to Saudi Arabia. That's on them. But in my opinion, like, I, I don't think Saudi is the right move, honestly, at all. But from what I did, what I did hear that WWE didn't really sell it to Saudi Arabia yet, so there's still a chance that other people can pick it up, like Comcast and Disney and NBC and whatnot. They said that um, WWE has not sold to Saudi Arabia um, investment fund, as claimed by multiple sources last night. Deal could take months to complete if it goes through. Additionally, we have also heard that while. There are some talents who consider leaving WWE if the company was sold to Saudi Arabia Investment Fund. There are also wrestlers within the company who are hoping for a uh, substantial pay raise, uh, pay rise if the deal does go through. So, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not mad if some people want to leave WWE because. Of the rights in Saudi Arabia, which is understandable because, you know, Saudi Arabia rules is very strict and there's a lot of stuff you got to, like, you know, stand by, which, you know, which is, I okay, I like, if it does sell Saudi Arabia, yes, it's going to have to change a lot to, you know, abide by Saudi Arabia's rules and everything. But um, I understand because the women division in Saudi Arabia is not really that high like it is in America or other countries. Um, and also, I feel like if we're, if, if we're being honest here, if you sell it to Disney, yes, technically, 
everybody mostly has Disney Plus. But um how it's changing like the TV 14 and everything, obviously it's Disney and they have, you know, Disney is a, a literally a whole company for children and kids and toddlers and probably middle-aged kids. So I don't know if they're going to be like back to how they usually were, where it's like you do freak, shut up, that type of stuff, if it does sell to Disney. But at the same time, I don't want Disney to interfere with stuff like that because it's like, yes, I wanted to go back to that added to aggression era, but TV 14 is the best we can do right now. And I don't want Disney messing any of that up because, you know, every time Disney gets a hand, like a hold of something, we already know how that goes. Like, for example, Star Wars uh, literally plummeted to the ground once Disney, once Disney bought them. Marvel, right when Stan Lee died, Disney messed that up as well, too. So, um, I, in my opinion, in a move, Disney can buy WWE. But because they have a whole bunch of money to do it anyway, like come on, it's Disney. Let's let's be freaking serious here. It's Disney; they can do whatever the hell they want. But at the same time, don't mess with what Triple H has already done, man. Don't do anything like that because if you do mess that up, nine times out of ten, everybody that's with WWE is not like there's not going to be that much people once Disney ever bought even buys them if they could ever considers buying them slash changing up everything that Triple H has built. Um, another reason, NBC. Yes, NBC. When it comes to NBC, they don't really trouble any other thing. Yes, they buy out other companies like like Fox and stuff like that. But they're not going to trouble any, you know, what Fox does and what any other, you know, company does. They're not really going to do that. They're just going to, okay, we're going to buy you. We're going to buy you, but you're going to still do what the hell you do. So we're not really going to do it. But at the same time, NBC owns Peacock. And not that much people own Peacock or could even afford Peacock because it's monthly. It's not a yearly thing. I mean, I would say it's technically is a yearly thing, but the yearly thing is very expensive. So I understand why people can't really afford Peacock, let alone monthly, like, you know, have Peacock monthly because that's also very expensive too, which that's very understandable. Um, even though, yes, I wish sometimes Peacock is free uh, for uh, people that can't afford it, which will be a good thing. But, you know, you, know, you can't really, beggars can't really be choosers, you feel me? So, and then the only thing left is Comcast. And I feel like out of all the options that I said, I feel like Comcast is probably the best bet. Like, I, because I don't think if Comcast bought them, I wouldn't be really too mad because Comcast can just buy them and be like, bro, you can still do what the hell you want to do with WWE. You can still go over the creative stuff, still, like, you know, actually, you know, you can still actually you know, do the best storylines that you've been doing, still move how you want creative, uh, creatively, uh, Triple H, and not get bothered by, you know, Saudi doing this or Disney changing that or NBC can't really post this because of, you know, reasons. So in my offense, and no, not in my offense, but in my thing, I feel like the best bet for me, for WWE, for the right direction is probably Comcast. Yes, you can, yes, maybe second best would be NBC, but like I said, no one, like, no one, like, I won't say no one, but not everybody has Peacock like that, so that's going to be very hard.
So I don't feel like Saudi Arabia is the best bet. I hope it's not official yet, because if it is, then um that's uh a lot of people's gonna leave and either go to AEW or Ring of Honor or GCW or you know the list can go so on and so forth. So I mean I hope Vince didn't sell to Saudi Arabia yet. And if he didn't, good job because um you would have very very unhappy people, very unhappy, very sorry, very unhappy, really, very unhappy. Um, you have very unhappy audience, you have very unhappy kids, and very unhappy like uh brothers, sisters, and every fan that you can think of around the world will stop watching WWE at that point. Um, I think only people are interested in Saudi Arabia when it's like crown jewel and everything, but besides that, no one really wants uh the women division to go to a plummet after Saudi Arabia uh buys out WWE if that ever happens, which I hope it doesn't because I'll be pissed as fuck if that did. If that did happen. <laughs> I would definitely go to AEW the next day if that if I heard that I'd be like, well, gotta delete everything now. Like, you know, own about WWE, Instagram, all of that type of stuff and just goodbye, WWE forever. But I'm glad, uh, from what I've heard, they didn't sell to them yet. So, good job on Vince McMahon for that part. Because I would, like I said, like me, like everybody else, we would have stopped watching WWE in a matter of seconds. Yes, you're, you you would have went from oh, like all the like you know people that watched WWE back in the 2000s, 2010s, and then all that... All that audience, all that people that subscribe to the YouTube channel, people that tune in on Twitter and Instagram will go a plummeting. And I mean a plummeting to the bottom. Because uh, that would uh, that would hurt a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, sales, merch, belts wouldn't probably even sell that often. So, um, like I said, I hope it doesn't come to the conclusion that Vince... Sells to Saudi here because, like I said, your sales, but think about sales, think about people, think about the audience, think about the age group that watches WWE, think about people like that. Because once that happened, and once you sell to the wrong people, in our, in, like in our opinion, uh, hello AEW and New Japan Wrestling and GCW and Ring of Honor, because that's the exact companies I'm going to be watching from now on if this happens. All right, so next one on the list to talk about. Uh, ever since Vince got rehired into uh, WWE, got squeezed his way into WWE, obviously Stephanie McMahon resigned from the company. And obviously it was a talk. It was she, – she was going to do this a couple months back. Like, come on, let's be honest. He was like, oh, no, since he's been in there, she immediately resigned like – she wanted to resign for a minute now. Let's let's be honest, man. She there's a there's literally a statement out there that she definitely had the she was definitely thinking about this for months. Like she she was gonna resign at some point. You can probably see it on her you can probably not see it on her face, but there's articles that she that uh that said she was definitely gonna um that she was definitely gonna do this. She definitely had this lined up for many, many months already. Like she literally put out a statement saying, um Dear WWE Universe, about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence and within a few weeks, unexpectedly had the opportunity of a lifetime. 
I had the privilege to return as a co-CEO and chairwoman of the board of WWE. I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider to be the greatest company in the world, working alongside a remarkable leadership team and one of the strongest executives I've known in my co-CEO, Nick Khan. Our founder, our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as executive chair and is leading an ex exciting process regarding strategic alternatives. And with Nick's leadership and Trip and Paul Triple H, let's, let's I don't even know. I don't even. I'm not even going to pronounce that because I know I'm going to butcher that. As chief content officer, I'm confident WWE is in a perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum uh, value of shareholders. WWE is in a uh, is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official uh, resignation. I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of, of the business where I start when I uh, where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. Always remain uh, dedicated to WWE. I truly love our company, our employees, our superstars, and our fans. And I'm grateful to all of our partners. Thank you for everything. Then, now, forever, together, Stephanie. So... With this in mind, with Stephanie stepping down as co-CEO with Nick Khan, um, I mean, I would say, like, it's it's funny because she never really wanted to be in charge at all. It's, from what I'm reading by the whole letters, I don't think she ever wanted to be in charge. I think she was just put to be in charge till something happens. And obviously, now that Vince is back, something did happen. So I think she did want to leave the company for a minute now, but she just didn't know how. So I feel like once Vince McMahon stepped down or from the company, from all his positions because of the allegations that was going against him and that what happened to him, I feel like she really had no choice because to basically make the decisions for her father and obviously, I feel like that got very over overwhelming for her to make all those huge ass decisions with uh, without her father. Because I mean, ha she hasn't really technically. I don't think that was. I don't know if that was her first time running a huge major company like that, like WWE putting that whole, like huge ass field to you know make sure make sure the ads get out, make sure the promos there, make sure Triple H is doing his job, make sure this person's doing their job, this job, this job. And I feel like that was taking a toll on her and she couldn't really do it all by herself. So once, you know, everything happened with Vince McMahon with those allegations. So I feel like it was just a lot over and it was very overbearing on her. And it was just probably too much to the point like, yo, you're back and I'm, I'm done. I, I can't no more. So I feel like that's the reason why she had to step down, which I don't blame her for doing that because, you know, something like that, taking over a huge company, when someone else is gone and you're basically like, yo, you're in charge. I'm like, that can be overwhelming for anybody on this earth. It doesn't matter if you're just, you know, starting the company or, you know, you you know, your, your business partner had to leave because of, you know, other, like other type of, um, like stuff like, uh, either family or this or that, like it's understandable, but it's something that people have to go through on a daily basis, which it's, you know, 
you know, pretty much, you know, the truth. Obviously, she did. Obviously, she never wanted to be in charge. And obviously, like I said, she was only in that position till Vince came back, which is pretty much what probably everybody was thinking when she literally stepped down from WWE. So, I, I like, I don't really know. I hope Stephanie McMahon is uh, is okay. I hope she's okay mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, I hope everything's okay with her. I hope she's doing well for herself. I hope she's, you know, living the best life she can with her husband. Because, look, no matter if she steps down, if she's, you know, in a um, another company, look, she's always going to have love for the first company, for WWE. Because, yes, she was basically part of WWE entire life when she was a kid, when her, you know, and when um, she was doing promos with uh, with Triple H, when her husband was WWE champion all those years, when she was, you know, um, WWE women champion at that point. Like, she's been in the company for a long time. So, um... Will I say it's a good thing that Vince is back? No, not really. Like, I understand why a lot of people feel this way that Vince is back. Because, personally, I never wanted him to be back either. Just like y'all. Like, WWE was fine with how they were doing without Vince. Like, it was going excellent. Like, I mean, excellent. Everybody could tell you WWE was going so well without Vince. And now Vince is back. It's like everybody's like, yo, you're going to fuck it up again. We know it's going to happen. Which I don't blame him because it's Vince McMahon. Let's let's be real. If he doesn't like something, he's going to step in. But at the same time, he can't really step in and create it. Because why? That's not his role no more. So, um, I guess if, if Vince steps in with this, with changing also creative right after Stephanie McMahon is gone... Um, then we're doomed, we're screwed. And I was literally wondering if, if, if Stephanie's gone, I hope Triple Eight ain't next because if he is, the whole of WWE's doomed. Let's be honest. Everybody in there will probably walk out on Vince, like, like how superstars walk on it, walk on out of his ass. Like, come on, Stephanie's gone because of, you know, some other stuff, which is understandable. But if Triple H goes, because of him and how he's running shit again since he's back, even though he's not technically a CEO no more. Bruh. <laughs> Watch everybody in that bitch leave. Triple H, Khan steps down. <laughs> every, every board of directors steps down. Every board of directors gone. Writers are gone, fans are gone, shoot. Even yo, even the first the head of the table, Roman Reigns, is be gone if that happens. And if that happens, uh definitely nobody watches WWE no more. I guess if literally, if the whole bloodline leaves today because of what Vince is doing, if if Roman leaves, if Paul leaves, if Sammy and so and the Usos leave. If the whole bloodline leaves because of what's happening with WWE and the way they're going and how Vince is, how Vince is back in as executive officer, bye bye. There, there, there's WWE right there. Most of the people with Roman Reigns. If that happens, like probably seventy or eighty percent of WWE is gone. G O N E. It is gone. Never to be seen again. Ah, <laughs> I will be laughing my ass off. I'm like, well, 
You should have stayed. You should have stayed retired, Vince. You um. You should have stayed retired because um, eighty percent of your uh, audience went bye bye. So, like I said, how um, since Stephanie is did step down from WWE, like I said, I hope she's okay. I hope she's okay physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, I hope she's doing all right for herself. I hope um, she's also living life. I hope she's um you know, feeling okay, and we all want to make sure that, you know, you're okay. So, I don't know, man, like, WWE has been rocky ever since Vince came back, so I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen from here on out. I, I really don't. I pray that nothing bad will happen to WWE since he returned, but at the same time, it's Vince we're talking about, so who knows? It, it, it like, it may look on paper, and it may look on shows that everything's okay, but probably behind the scenes, it's really not. Let's be honest. It's probably really not <laughs> doing all okay. So, um, yeah, we're just going to see from here on out, from the next couple months, from here going on to WrestleMania and further, how well um, WWE will be or how trash WWE but, uh, will be. But time will tell. Time will tell. All right, speaking of everything else, like I said, Vince McMahon was elected uh, executive chairman of WWE, and this is what he had to say. So, first, I'd like to express my full support for Stephanie's personal decision. I'll forever be grateful that she offered to step in during my absence, and I'm truly proud of the job she did co-leading WWE. Stephanie has always been the ultimate ambassador for our company, and her decades of contributions have left an immeasurable impact on our brand. I'm proud to announce that Nick Khan will serve as WWE CEO. Nick's business acumen and mastery of the media industry have helped catapult our business to record revenue and profitability. Together, we look forward to working with the board at its critical moment in time to review our strategic alternatives and maximize value for all WWE shareholders. So, um, I have no idea what Vince is up to. I mean, besides selling the WWE, like I explained to with earlier, um, and who knows what else he has in store. For the rest of WWE, I do not know whatsoever. I, I don't. I really, really don't know what he has in store. Because usually when Vince comes back, it's probably... I don't know, I don't know if it will be all bad. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, though. But I feel like with Vince back... A lot of stuff will probably go back to normal, which we're all hoping it doesn't. Because if it does go back to normal, then it won't it won't be pretty. I'm just letting you know, it will not be pretty for the rest of the company. Like, do you You left WWE for a reason, Vince. You left WWE for a reason. Alright? Because of whatever, what because of everything that has been piling up against you, you left for a reason. WWE was doing fine, was doing fine 
after you left was doing really good, was doing better than you could ever imagine. And just because, you know, we're not seeing Brock Lesnar, you know, for the 89th time or R-Truth still holding, holding the 27, 24-7, 7-Eleven, 365-Days championship, just because we don't have... um. We don't have countless stupid rivalries that we see too many times. Just because we have pointless stories that don't go nowhere. Just because um, we did have, you know, um, Charlotte Flair having like her 2,711 uh, t- WWE title reign for another time. Just because... We had stupid storylines that never really made any sense, but only made sense for you because you wanted to see the revenue go up and your sales stuff go up. Like, do you see my pattern here, Vince? Do do you see what I mean? You being back just means probably failure for the company again. Failure part two. You feel me? Failure part two. It's not him going back. No, this is failure. This is WWE going down. Into the ground, part two. That's all it is. Like th- that. That's definitely what it is. People can agree with me. This is just R.I.P. WWE part two. You know, part one was ten decades long. Part two is now only a couple days long, and it's already starting to suck. So, um, <laughs> like I said, I have no idea what's in store for WWE. I really, really don't. Um. I'm upset that he's back. I wanted him to be gone for good, but nothing can come between him and his WWE and the company that he's technically running into the ground that his father has built. So, um, when you're look, let, let me just backtrack, man. When your father built this company, it was good. It was really, really good. Obviously, you know, it's been it was been a time that you know it's it was now booming like now, but it was still very, very good. Like, extremely well. And then when you took over, it was good. It was really good when you took over. Till it hit 2010. Then that was the downfall. The first ever downfall of WWE. Like, 09 and back, man, when you took over WWE, that that was just like Triple H, young Brock Lesnar. You, <laughs> Stephanie, Chris Jericho, HBK, T-Generation X, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, and the list goes on and on and on. Goldberg, Paul Heyman, Rob Van Dam, John Cena, Booker T, CM Punk. ECW, Mark Henry, The Rock. Oh, my gosh. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the list goes on and on and on. 29 and back was its golden years of WWE. 29, sorry, 2010 to 2021 was the shitty dog years of WWE, the 10 plus years of bullshit, all right, the 10 plus years of fucking bullshit, 
Okay, most of it was bullshit. Some of it was actually memorable and stuff that we love. Like, for example, Kofi Mania. Mwah, chef's kiss. Drew McIntyre win the WWE Championship. Mwah, chef kiss. Roman Reigns having the heel run of his life right now. Mwah, chef kiss. The bloodline. Mwah, chef's kiss. Um, everything, like, that we have. There's some goods of WWE when Vince was around. But there is also some bad. I'm not going to hold you. The New Day. Mwah. <laughs> chef's kiss. The Usos. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Like, <laughs> like I said, there's, there's good stuff. There was some good stuff when Vince was around. AJ Styles title run. WWE title run. Not tag team title run. World championship title run. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Okay? So, the Survivor, like for example, the Survivor Series match, WWE Champion uh, AJ Styles versus Universal Champion Brock Lesnar, ah, Chef's fucking kiss. God damn it! Look, there was some good. There was some good when it was Vince. I'm not gonna. There was some good. Most of the other shit was bullshit. Okay, and also we're also doing like CM Punk's. Famous title reign in WWE. That was awesome, Chef's Kiss. But everything else on that bullshit ass shit was shitty. <laughs> okay. Like I said, there's there's a lot of good and also a lot of bad that comes from Vince. A lot of good and a lot of bad. So some there's, there's some stuff that I really like. There's some there's a lot of stuff that we all hated. You know, it was it was Vince McMahon. He see how whatever he sees fits, cause it's Vince, it's his stupid ass brain. Like it's Vince McMahon. Let's let's be clear, it's Vince. But now you taking over the you know as executive, you feel me? <laughs> executive chairman, executive chairman of WWE. I I don't know what's gonna happen. I I really don't know what's gonna happen. Like, who knows? If he takes over, who knows? Roman Reigns will have to probably chase after the, you know, the top dude that had the longest reign. Don't know his name, but you know who he is. Uh, You know, the Usos have, like, already having probably the longest reign up to 2032. Or, you know, I don't even know at this point. Or who knows? Him probably doing budget cuts again, which we all know how that went. All right? We all know how that went when he did budget cuts. The same people. I hope you don't cut, your dumbass idiot. Like, if you cut Bray Wyatt where he's at the peak of his game right now, you would be hated for eternity. Eternity! Bray's doing so well. If you cut Bray Wyatt for how he's performing right now, because it's so well to the fans, you would be in a living hell, Vince, for the rest of your life. Hit Row's doing better. Bray is doing better. Alexa is doing better, even though she wasn't cut. Like, so much people that he brung back is doing better. Like, the OC is doing well. The Judgment Day is doing well. 
everybody that you consider was a shitty ass group or a shitty ass person has either one improved themselves or two came back and bettered themselves for the for their full potential. And it's been doing so goddamn well. You don't even know, Vince. And just because you at home said, man, like, what is going on here? What what is going on here? Bray's back? I cut him. Why is he back? Hey, Rose back? I cut him to the shitty. Why is he back? Why are they back? Luke Gallows and Carlos, why are you back? I cut you because y'all shit. Why are you back? They're back because they have potential, Vince. Something that you clearly fucking don't, okay? They have potential because they know what to bring to the audience. Me, me and him. That was part of retribution. That could have been something, but wasn't because of your stupid ass thinking. It's back. Every person that you goddamn cut because of budget cuts is back. Because Triple H sees a lot in them. That's why they are back for a reason. And if you, and if you, <laughs> if you think that you are going to cut them again, Vince, it, it will be a rude awakening. It will be a rude awakening for you. You won't be able to sleep. You won't be able to eat. All you will be thinking about <laughs> is where you will end up next. Because <laughs> if you ever think about cutting people like that, where he's constantly bringing back fire, fire people that was on that list, that been cut from 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, ever. Thinking about cutting people like that again. Oh, oh, oh. It's not going to be pretty for you, Vince. It is not going to. You might be executive chairman, but it won't. It won't be pretty for you, Vince. Oh, oh, oh. no, no, it won't. <laughs> Mark my words. Um. It won't, it won't be pretty for you, Vince, at all. And speaking of all this, just like, even though Stephanie has stepped down, in my mind, I was thinking, is, is, is Triple H really next? Because Triple H has been literally, like, Triple H has literally been doing very, very well. Like, very, very well. Ever since he got into the creative side of things and took over creative, he's been doing very well. Excellent job, man. Storylines on point. The storylines have been point ever since SummerSlam to now. The storylines have been on point. Everything, every seed that he's planting is doing well. And if you cut that, Vince, if you cut that, Vince, it's like I said, it won't be pretty for you. It won't be pretty for you. For example, for example, once SummerSlam made up, once his allegations said, you know, we're gonna take away, we're gonna, you're gonna be gone for a minute, all right? Once Triple H stepped in, that on SummerSlam, we all thought that, we all thought that, oh, 
Last last match between Brock and Roman is gonna be so stupid. But once, like literally, that match, that whole pay per view, that whole, let's just say that whole pay per view, but specifically that match was the best match in SummerSlam history. Best match in SummerSlam history. Last man standing match, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the table, the leader of the bloodline, versus the beast incarnated Brock Lesnar for the undisputed universal championship. That match was by far the best match on that card at that time especially when it was cowboy brock cowboy brock cowboy brock lesnar brung brung it to the table bro had a tractor lifted up the ring that was the best match and that was the first pay-per-view that triple h took over as head of creative and made that pay-per-view Incredible. And we're like, bro, if it's like this for the rest of eternity, man, Triple H is, bro, Triple H is going to take straight W's. And he has been taking straight W's ever since SummerSlam. He's been taking straight W's and creative ever since SummerSlam. He's taking that shit over SummerSlam. He did that. He literally did that when it was Survivor Series. Oh, he did that when it was Clash of the Castle. The best, the second best pay-per-view of the fuck, if not the best, second best, if not the second best pay-per-view of WWE history. Clash at the Castle was fire. The best match at Clash of the Castle. Gunfield versus Sheamus. For the Intercontinental Championship. Mm, and bring it back Imperium. As a group. At, mm, that was the best that I've seen of Triple H have done. That undisputed Universal Championship match. With Drew McIntyre. With Solo Sokoa. Jumping onto the main roster. Look. Everything that we done, even with even with Survivor Series, Survivor Series, the main event of Survivor Series, that Haluva kick, that low blow to Kevin Colbert to turn into a Haluva kick, so he can secure his spot as an official member, as he is part of the bloodline officially, officially. Triple H has been doing wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And Vince, if you so God take away any of that by Triple H bringing in the best of the best that Triple H has to offer, he's not doing it for you. He's doing it for the fans. He's doing it for all the loving boys and girls and families and mothers and wives and Women out there that loves WWE, he's doing it because he loves he loves story, he loves the titles, he loves 
what he's doing. He's loved changing the dynamic of WWE. He loves that he's bringing life back to the WWE Universe. The people that have been gone for a long time, the people that have been gone for a decade and a quarter. The people that have been gone for a little over a decade. For the OG fans that's been there since Attitude Era, from Ruthless Aggression Era, coming back because of what Triple H is doing. Because of the literally the happiness what Triple H is bringing. And you, Vince, coming back as executive chairman. And if you so help me, God, cut Triple H or he resigns from him being creative, head of creative. I swear, Vince, it will, it will not be good for you. It will not be good for you. Watch everybody that literally, that Triple H built after you left. From Stephanie taking over, from... From Nick Khan being T.O. now. From him being creative. From him bringing in a Marvel writer. A Marvel writer to WWE. And making the storylines better. Better. If you so help me God, ruin that. Ruin that consistency. Ruin that mentality for people to have hope. For people, for Triple H for bringing back hope. To WWE Vince, if you saw me, God, take away that hope that Triple H has been bringing to the table ever since SummerSlam. It it's not gonna look good for you, Vince. It's not gonna look good for you, Vince. I'm letting you know right now, it's not gonna look good for you, Vince. Like everybody was happy when you left. Everybody was literally completely happy. When you left WWE for good. And now we're like, yes. Yes, Vince is gone. Vince is gone. Triple H took over. And it was the happy. So, so happy. In the, like, literally the second half of 2022. It was so, so happy. In the second half of 2022. I was so, so happy. <laughs> when second half of 2022 came... When it was Triple H, when it was Stephanie McMahon, when it was them two taking over the company. And honestly, and honestly, if if Vince never came back, I feel like Stephanie would have stayed. I feel like Stephanie would definitely take, I feel like Stephanie obviously would take a hiatus, a little bit of hiatus from the company. You know, work on herself a bit and then come back. But honestly, if Vince just decided, yo, I'm done with the company, I'm definitely not coming back. And he, if he literally stand by that statement and he said, I'm not coming back. I'm going to stay retired. I'm going to live life. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And if he never came back to the WWE, I swear, I swear on everything, WWE would be not, I wouldn't say not where there is now because since Vince is back, it's more like they've been booming. I don't know about sales wise because you know, you know he's trying to get it out there more with audience, which I understand. But I feel like just creatively and how you know people are caring about the women division and you know everybody from storyline to character wise to everything like that. I honestly feel like 
WWE would be a lot better without Vince. And that's 100% true. It would be a lot better without Vince even being there. It doesn't matter what role he picks, even though, yes, he does have the most shares. So anything that he basically says when it comes to selling or anything like goals, but at the same time, like, he could just, just, you know, think about him just selling the company to someone that's actually not Saudi, but hey, we, we still don't know right now. But um, I feel like, yes, Vince being gone completely, it would help a lot. Everybody would be happy. On the business side of things, I understand why he came back. But I'm just trying to say, if he... If he took over creative, which he technically can't no more because a lot of shit would happen if he would, a lot of things bad would happen if he took over creative and then Triple H resigned and that's a whole big ass story in itself, in, in itself if that happened and it just wouldn't look good in the fans' eyes or or anybody in the office eyes at that point. Like let's be completely honest. But um, like I said, I hope it doesn't really affect Triple H too much to the point that if it does, it's you know, every everybody we know and love is gonna go to AEW or somewhere else, man. Even New Japan wrestling at this point. But um, I just hope that it doesn't really affect Triple H this much or too much. I hope it's you know still the same where Triple H can still run creative, still have bring out, uh, give us good storylines, still give us good title reigns, give us long lasting title reigns. Um, and it, and the shows won't be boring and everything like that. I mean, yes, there'll be a few botches and stuff like that. Cause you know, it's wrestling and you know, sometimes you're not supposed to botch that heavy, but it does happen. But overall, I hope Triple H doesn't get cut because of what's been happening recently. I hope he doesn't, you know, have to step down or resign because I'll be done with WWE at that point, if that even happens, but I hope everything is good. With WWE, I hope Vince McMahon can actually be smart about his decisions and make an honest decision, not what, not just you thinking with your and not with your head. So, that's just my opinion. That's it. That's that's what my opinion is. That's all it is. Now, since we have that out of the way, I want to talk about my predictions, my early predictions on who's gonna win the men's and the women's Royal Rumble this coming. You know, well, not this coming January, more like the end of January. Um, so for the women's Royal Rumble, I feel like the person that should win this women's Royal Rumble is two people. I have only two people in mind. Rhea Ripley from the Judgment Day, or or Naomi, if she ever, if she plans on returning in the Royal Rumble. The reason why, well, I already, I already said in like a previous episode why I feel like Naomi should win the Royal Rumble and face Charlotte. But let me tell you my actual reason why I think I strongly feel like Rhea Ripley should win the Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley has been on top of the WWE since she joined the Judgment Day. And the Judgment Day has been a big, big, big faction on Raw, in the WWE, on Raw. Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest have all been fire as hell since they became a whole group after Edge left. All right? And 
honestly, Rhea Rip adding Rhea Ripley in the in the Judgment Day was a big was a big W. It was a major W, and we could see it. If like if anything, Rhea Ripley reminds me of China back in the day. You y'all remember how China was, bro? China was fire in the WWE, and she could take on men. And I remember that time she won the Intercontinental Champion. She was the first woman in WWE history to win the IC title. And I'm like, bruh, that's what Rhea Ripley like kind of reminds me of. She reminds me of a this like a like a generate like this generation's China. That's what she reminds me of. Cause bruh, like I know like like she's been in a couple matches with dudes and everything. Like, but she she just reminds me so much like China. Like everything about it from like about China is on Rhea Ripley. Like it like for real. And I honestly feel like it's going to be like a stretch, but I feel like she can either win the IC title, the United States title, or and or become the next Raw Women's Champion. Because I feel like if Rhea Ripley wins, she should face Bianca Belair at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. It's, it just fits. It just fits so well. You cannot tell me it doesn't fit well. It fits so well. Rhea Ripley... As the first champion in the Judgment Day, as a two-time Raw Women's Champion, just just think about that for a second. Just just think about that for a second. A Raw Women's Champion, a two-time Raw Women's Champion, the first champion in the Judgment Day, bro. You know how fire that will be, bro. Bro, I know she will hold that title for a good year, if not more. Like, she's definitely this year's China. She got the athleticism. She got the strength. She got the ability. Her promos have gone a lot better, bruh. I mean, the whole mommy poppy, like, mommy poppy thing is a little bit weird still to this day to me. But overall, besides only that one weird thing, bruh, she has in the bag. She has in the bag. I know that at one point it was supposed to be Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. And I know that Triple H is slowly bringing back that rivalry that was supposed to happen. And money in the bank that one night, um, that one day till she got injured. But I like real talk. It needs to happen. Bianca Bell. It needs to be Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania this April. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. Triple H. I know you can have. I know this can happen. I know you can pull some strings for this to happen. Like, bruh. You know it, bro. They were literally teasing that one point where, where you know, it was just a judgment day walking backstage. And then next you know, Bianca Belair crossed paths with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley saw the tile. Rhea Ripley looked at Bianca Belair, and they both walked off. Bro, I know that's what they're doing. I know that's what they're teasing. They're teasing me. They're doing little sprinkles of teases where it's Bianca Belair. Versus Rhea Ripley for the championship, for the Raw Women's Championship. It's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. You cannot tell me it's not going to happen. Because it will. But also, the next person that I see that should win for the men's Royal Rumble match. I also have two people in mind for this one. Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins. It's obvious, man. They both not only, you know, want to become world champion very bad, but 
obviously, let me just say, with Cody Rhodes, like like he said in the previous interview, he may or may not be in in the Royal Rumble. Who knows? We don't know what his injury will tell. If he doesn't show up at all, then that means he's probably going to show up later on. Maybe sometime, probably a little after uh, the Royal Rumble, maybe a little bit before the Elimination Chamber. Who knows? But honestly, and I mean honestly, though, Cody Rose deserves this more than anybody in in here. I mean, yes, we want to see like Randy Orton versus Roman. We want to see Seth Rollins versus Roman again. We want to see The Rock versus the Ro- versus Roman. We want to, and we definitely want to see Cody Rose versus Roman and Sammy versus and uh versus Roman and Kevin Owens versus Roman at Royal Rumble this like you know the next couple weeks. But overall, like. Cody deserves this more than anybody on this list, even Seth Rollins. As much as Seth Rollins deserves another title run, a WWE World Heavyweight Championship title run, which we all know he deserves that tremendously. We all know that. But I really honestly feel like that Cody is was just built for the World Championship spot, the Heavyweight Championship spot. He's been wanted that for a long-ass time. And I mean a long, long time, man. You could see it on his face. He literally said the one thing he came back for was become WWE champion. To have a historical reign just like his father did back in WWE. Just that his pops Dusty Rhodes did back in WWE. That's what he wants. That's extremely what he wants. And honestly, if he shows up at the Royal Rumble and wins the Royal Rumble, bruh, historical night for Cody Rose. Historical night for everybody because we all knew that he could do it from the start, man. We all knew that he could do it from the start. But also, with Seth Rollins... At one, at one point, we're, we're technically supposed to go back to this rivalry between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Like, because the rivalry is technically not over yet. It's definitely not over yet between them two. Because you remember what happened at the, like, you know, last year's Royal Rumble. That match, that, that the first match of the night for the Universal title, Roman Reigns versus Seth freaking Rollins for the Universal Championship. Bro, that match was golden. That match was so goddamn good. That match was fire as hell. That match was so goddamn good. And then, obviously, when when Roman gave Seth Rollins the beats with the chair in the same way that, that Seth Rollins beat Romans with the chair when they broke up, and that whole rival, that whole promos, the whole storyline leading up to Royal Rumble was so goddamn good. So goddamn good. So good. And I honestly feel like we definitely need to revisit this. And I, and I feel if, look, if Cody Rhodes doesn't win the Royal Rumble, I, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset. You know why? Because if Seth Rollins win, faces Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship, dethrones Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship, so Roman Reigns can keep the Universal title, 
And so he could defend it against The Rock. And and then after that, it will be, in my opinion, I feel like it should be Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes for a WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes dethrones uh, Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. And then, bam. There you go. WrestleMania, historic WrestleMania, and it would just be just good times after that, man. Like, and then Seth Rollins, I mean, sorry, I think, you know, uh, Roman Reigns can go on and do the most historical Universal Championship, you know, reign of all time. You know, because 2022 was already his year. 2022 was his year. Definitely his year. 2023 is going to be like no other. He's I feel like he's not really gonna drop it till maybe, like what twenty, like, like what twenty twenty four, somewhere around twenty twenty four. So that's where I feel like he's gonna drop the universal title. But till then, I honestly feel like it should be Seth versus Cody for the WWE Championship. But at the same time, I'm like I'm kind of torn between the two because I either want Seth Rollins to win or Cody Rhodes to win. So. I don't know what's going to bring. I don't know what it's going to bring. I really don't know what, you know, the next couple months just has to bring. What the Royal Rumble, uh, what the uh, Royal Rumble has to bring because I'm, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to be shocked. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be shocked if Cody Rowe comes and he, if he wins or, you know, if Seth Rollins wins, I wouldn't be mad at it. I really wouldn't be mad at it if Seth Rollins wins, man. I really won't. Because that match at, you know, that match at uh, WrestleMania this year, whoever it is that wins the Royal Rumble faces Roman Reigns for either title or both titles. It doesn't matter. It's going to be one historical reign. I kid you not. It's going to be one historical reign that we are going to see. And I wouldn't be mad at it. A hundred percent wouldn't be mad at it at all. I wouldn't be mad at it if Roman Reigns just didn't have a title reign at all after that. After either Cody won or Roman or Seth Rollins won. I wouldn't be mad at all. Because he done it already. I don't, I don't like he done it all in WWE. I don't think he needs to do any more. <laughs> you feel me? So, um, yeah, but that's my predictions for the Royal Rumble. I hope the Royal Rumble is good or is better than last year because, oof, we do not talk about last year's Royal Rumble. The only thing that was good about last year's Royal Rumble, in my opinion, was with uh, was uh, Bad Bunny because when Bad Bunny came in, that's when the Royal Rumble became a little bit better. And there was too much botches. In last year's Royal Rumble, and too much people we did not want to win. Two people that we did not want to win at that we did not want to win at all. So I just hope that this year's Royal Rumble is way better than last year's. I hope to God it's way better than last year's Royal Rumble. But last topic I want to talk about is The Rock completely skipping out on this year's WrestleMania. So obviously we didn't they um they haven't confirmed if The Rock is going to be at WrestleMania or not. But I do want him to be be at WrestleMania because there's a lot of reasons. One, 
everybody wanted The Rock to come back because obviously people want, you know, The Rock to put over Roman, and some people want The Rock to dethrone Roman for both titles to see who's the true head of the table, which I don't mind because we've heard so much rumors that he was supposed to be at, you know, last year's, I forgot, uh, he's supposed to be at what this year's uh, Royal Rumble so he can win, so he can. Um, you know, face Roman Reigns for both titles at, um, or the Universal title at, um, at, at WrestleMania this year. And I've heard some stuff that he may not come and all this type of things. And I don't know at this point, because if he skips out, I mean, yeah, you technically do have two backup plans if he skips out, but, um, I do want him to come back, but I don't think if I don't want, I don't want him to come back, beat uh, beat Roman, and then he has a reign for like two, three, two, the like five months, and then boom, he's gone again to do more movies. I don't want that to happen because it's gonna be like a like you know kind of like a weak title reign. Like, come on, it's just like when he came back, defeated CM Punk, became WWE champion once again, made, like made a different title, and then he left. He got dethroned by someone else. I forgot who he got dethroned by, but um. I honestly, honestly feel like if, like, honestly, if that happens, he just, honestly, he just needs to come back to put Roman over. That's it. That's what he definitely needs to do. If he comes back, he needs to dethrone Roman, not, not dethrone Roman, but put Roman over so he, so they can be like, yo, Roman is the true head of the table. He's the true tribal chief. He's the one that, you know, calls everything because he runs WWE. That's what, honestly, I think should happen if he comes back. That's if he comes back. He may or may not come back, but that's if he comes back. Because, um, like I said, there's really no point of him coming back just to dethrone him to have a terrible last run as as a you know, as a unified champion for one or two months. Doesn't make sense. So I feel like uh, he should come back. He honestly uh, should come back to... Um, WWE, yes, to, to confront Roman, to honestly confront Roman and saying like, yo, you, you saying all this stuff like you, you the tribal chief, but I've been running WWE before you were, you know, even in the WWE, you feel me? So I've been here doing the work way longer than you have, bro. Like you ain't, you're going to eat the jabroni eating, pie eating, like, you know, like you ain't you ain't gonna beat him at all, bro. Like eyebrow raising, you're not gonna like. Obviously, if you okay, if we put in like Roman Reigns versus you know The Rock, if we talk about The Rock back then, in his prime back then, versus you know Roman how he is now, he'll run now as a tribal chief, and we put both of them in that era. Okay, in this era right now, okay, we wouldn't know who the hell would win, but. You know, obviously, in a previous in a, in a in a previous interview, The Rock did say that. You know, The Rock did say that he respects Roman because well, he's the tribal chief. He is the head of the table of um of this generation. He acknowledges the tribal chief, like he you know he's he said that because he speaks his mind. He's true, but at the same time, you know, I would like it for him to come back to confront Roman about what he's doing. And be like, all right, Roman, there's some stuff like I agree with you, but there's a lot of some stuff that I just can't agree with you. I can't put my foot down on because, bruh, 
you might be doing this, but I've been doing this longer than you have, buddy. Let's be real. I've been doing this longer than you, and I've been technically the head of the table all my life. So he's like, this is what I said. So this is what you should this is what you should do. Me, the rock, versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the universal title. To see who the true head of the table is. To see who the real tribal chief is between the both of us. To see who is the actual leader of the bloodline. Now, if that match actually happened, I wouldn't be mad at it. I'll be all for it. And then obviously, you know, The Rock can put over Roman. And then after that, you know, the Roman can solidify him as the true head of the table. Because one, he, he said he could beat Jey Uso and he could say that he beat The Rock. Like, come on now. He could say that he beat The Rock. The... The greatest, one of the greatest Simone wrestlers of all time, The Rock. You can say that he beat him, which, bro, if you, if you face The Rock and you beat The Rock, bro, <laughs> which not many people have had nowadays when he, you know, took a, like, absence and leave, and absence and leave, and absence and leave, like, no one said that a lot of people can beat him nowadays because not a lot of people have beaten him nowadays. Back then, yeah, maybe, because, you know, we can all say the greatest rivalry that he had of all time was, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And his second best rivalry would be, obviously, Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Him versus him versus Roman Reigns. That would be the second best rivalry. But till that happens, um, or I should say, will it happen? I'm not 100% sure if it will happen. I'm not 100% sure if he will actually come back to the WWE just to enter the Royal Rumble and win. I, I don't. I I really don't know. Honestly, I have no idea what will happen with that if he does or not. But overall, if he does, I wouldn't be mad if he gets eliminated. Um, but I will say that he definitely will have a great time, and um. Definitely show up and show out because it's been a minute since we've seen The Rock in the ring. I mean, and it's been a minute. And the last one, you know, the, his last, his, technically his last match was against Eric Rowan, went, uh, you know, at, I think WrestleMania 32, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So, and that was like a couple seconds. All he did, The Rock bottom to Eric Rowan, and then one, two, three, and he was done. So, that was just... That was technically his last last match, so I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, but I hope to see The Rock if he comes. If not, I wouldn't I wouldn't be really disappointed because there's a lot of spectate uh expectations um that are high going into the Royal Rumble this year. So like I said, if he doesn't show up, I I wouldn't be mad. If he does, I'll be happy. But overall, I'm just, I'm expecting big things to happen at the Royal Rumble. Big things. Everything from, you know, this match with Bray Wyatt and, uh, and LA Knight and the match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship and the Royal Rumble, both men's and women's Royal Rumble. So 
I don't know what other matches that they're going to have there at the Royal Rumble this this month, later this month, but um, I'm all for it. I'm definitely all for it, and I definitely can't wait till the Royal Rumble comes either. Anyway, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for everybody to tuning in and vibing and chilling with me as usual. I love each and every one of y'all, and I love everybody that's been supporting me since day one, and I love you. 100% dearly, and I, you know, like, I can't say that it's been a long, like, a fun ride, because it has been, it's really has been a fun ride, and I don't mind, and I, not don't mind, I don't ever plan on stopping, ever, I'm going to stop, and I'm never, ever, ever gonna stop, I'm gonna keep putting out these bangers for y'all, keep, I'm gonna keep putting out these bangers for y'all, and shit, <laughs> And honestly, I hope y'all enjoy it. That's all I really care. Like, that's all I really do. Like, this is a journey, and it's going to be a great journey. And, shoot, any I'm going to bring everybody along with me because y'all are family to me. This podcast is like a family to me, and I appreciate everybody that just comes on and just listens to what I have to say. You know I mean, it doesn't have to be for the whole thing. It could be like five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, maybe like a minute or two. It don't matter. As long as you like, you know, like what I'm putting out, like what I'm giving you, and you, you know, enjoy yourselves, then that's all that matters to me. That's all that matters to me. But it's your boy, Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess. You can follow Organized Mess all across social media, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and also my, me, myself, and I, Antoine TV2, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be breezy, y'all. Stay safe. Have a happy 22. And always, always have God in your life.